Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega the Podcast, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. And each week, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry, Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas, everybody. <sighs> oh, Gray. I'm just so, so mad, Hallie. You're mad? I'm just so mad, Hallie. What are you mad about? Gray. I'm sorry. I, I might just have to uh, might just have to get up and pace around a little bit. Okay, I'm okay, back. Okay, okay. Hallie, I just had a huge fight with Clay Mason. I'm oh, not sure no. if I've talked about him on here before. He's a friend of mine. You're quarantining together, right? Yeah, we've been quarantining together, and I'm just really, I'm just really a bit. Uh, I'll say it, Hallie. I'm a bit PO'd. Mm. Did he get you back from you burning him in the hot tub? Well, it wasn't anything about that um, because that video got so many likes and so many hits. That's you good. shouldn't even be complaining about that. Right. But I'll just give you the, the short of it. Um, you know, this morning I said, hey, we're going to do this cool thing that I've been talking about, which is uh, a way to keep track of how many days we've been quarantined, which is 100 burpees a day for 100 days. Advent, you're doing like an advent calendar. Right. It's like a fitness advent calendar that's 100 days long. Awesome. And every day you do 100 burpees. That's so cool. And Clay said, um, all right, just kind of shrugged. And I said, well, what what is this attitude? And he just said, I don't know. I just, just don't don't think that's such a cool idea. And I was like, well, what's your great idea? If you can't beat the idea, you just do it. Mm, okay, okay. And and all fitness enthusiasts know that. Yeah, it's just a basic. It's the basic golden rule of fitness videos. Okay, okay. Hallie, we got in a pretty big fight. He oh, just no. wouldn't do it, and um, I packed my stuff and I headed back to my condo. And then uh, that's where I am. You can see I'm here in my condo now. I was gonna say that looks like your home kitchen. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we're not friends anymore. And, uh, yeah, he can, Clay, if you're listening to this, which I know you do, um, you know what? You can take down all the videos. I don't care. I've already got my TikTok sermons, and uh, everything's going great. You, you feeling good? I'm feeling great. How was your week, Hallie? Um, well, uh, hey, I just, you know, Gray, now if you're going to be totally alone, I'm sorry not to go backwards, but if you're totally alone at home in your condo, you know, um, if it starts to feel like solitary confinement, which is the highest form of punishment, um, and a lot of people are going through that right now, and it's really, really painful, you just give me a call. You, um, you know, we could do, uh, we could do those online games together. We could do, um, house party. We could, you know, we're Zooming right now, obviously, and us and everyone else in the world, but I just don't want you to get lonely, my friend. Right, Hallie. Well, you know, um, I don't think I will get lonely because I've got an amazing online community. I've got amazing, dynamic youth who are always checking in with me, and um, one f- less friend is probably not even going to be a blip on the old radar, so... Maybe you'll feel good getting in your own space this week. Yeah, I think it's going to feel great, and I think it's going to feel really great not doing someone's laundry. Oh, wow. 
We're hanging in there, Gray. You know, homeschooling, home cooking, trying to work from home and still produce virtual weekend services for our Twin Hills community so that they can still experience God's power through excellent programming. Right. Yeah, those have been really fun to tune into. They've been cool, right? We've had such excellent videos with cool editing and dramas still and praise and worship and awesome messages about having a Heavenly Father that's more powerful than a pandemic. Yeah. You know, so we're keeping busy. And my son Day, he was working on a project about Brexit in the UK. You know about all that stuff? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about it. He was doing it. something for school and, 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 and all that stuff across the pond. So he's asking me to dig up some old pictures of when we went on a family vacation. We went to Scotland, Ireland, and England. Have oh, you ever been there? Uh, uh, no, I actually haven't. And so I go downstairs and I go rooting around, try to find stuff for him to help him for his paper, his presentation that he's going to do on Zoom for class or whatever. And then he and I, it was a really nice moment. We had a nice walk down memory lane of standing in front of Buckingham Palace. You know how you do when you take pictures and there are those guards with those tall fuzzy hat things and you try to make them break or you try to make them laugh or whatever. I challenged one to a push-up contest and he wouldn't do it. I bet he was so impressed. When we were doing it, those guards, they don't flinch. They don't laugh. They don't even laugh when you're super funny. And I know I'm funny. So anyway... Day, um, he was like, remember when we toured those castles in England and they had those opulent dining rooms upstairs and then they also had those torture chambers in the cellar? Oh, right. It was like Downton Abbey. I love that show. Oh, yeah. It kind of put me to sleep. But, but then Day goes, it's not like Downton. Downton just had the uh, help living downstairs and the rich people living upstairs. And he said, the places we went in the UK, they had torture chambers. Um, and I must have blocked it out because it was unpleasant. But Day goes, hey, Mom, what does that remind you of? Golden sconces above and torture devices below. And I said, I have no idea, Day. And he goes, it's like heaven and hell. And I said, that's a good one, Day. You're kind of right. And I was so happy that he was relating real life things back to the Bible. Right. That is a, it's a great imagery. I thought it was like good. I was like, oh, finally, this kid. And so I was so happy. I almost said, hey, let's hop in the Lexus and go get Frosties again because that's kind of our reward lately. And Day goes... God is like a medieval rich guy who has a mansion for the people he likes and a torture chamber for the people he doesn't. And I said, bite your tongue. You know? Right. And he said, no, Mom, it's true. God is handing out mansions to the people who love him. Like, hey, you guys over there, you're singing about me. I like that. And you get a mansion and you get a mansion and streets of gold and rubies in your crown. But those of you who were born into a Hindu culture or Buddhism or something, or those of you who never heard of Jesus or just didn't believe it, you all go to the torture chamber. Right. And I said, God doesn't have a torture chamber day. And he goes, Mom, hell is a place of eternal torment. It's in the Bible. And I mean, Day was like, why do you have to be tortured eternally, Mom? Like, that's not even humane. You know, what about just lights out sayonara? Why can't God just let you do that? Right. And I said, you know what? I don't know. Because he works in mysterious ways and his brain is bigger than mine. And so I don't question him. Well, he doesn't like to destroy his own creation, Hallie. I never thought about it like that, Gray. Yeah. That's cool. And Dave was like, well, Mom, honestly, what would you think of me if I was like, if you love me, you get good stuff. Although my taste of the things I'm going to give you is a little ostentatious. But if you don't adore me, worship me, and devote your life to me, I'll torture you. Not just once, not just twice, but for all eternity. Wouldn't you think I was a psycho? And I said, this is why the teenage years are just the absolute worst years in a human's life. They think they know everything all the time, and they know absolutely nothing. And at the moment, he knows more about me than the UK, and he knows more about me than calculus and physics. You know, Hallie, I've always thought about that argument, though, as just being so weak uh, when people say, what if you were Hindu? What if you were Buddhist? What if you were Chinese and you didn't get to hear about the word of Jesus? And what I say to those people is, actually, if you read the text, if you really study the word, Jesus says, I'm really knocking at the door of your heart, and you got to be listening. And... 
as far as I can tell, all those people have hearts. So if, you know, your argument is, hey, they don't have hearts, um, guess what? They all do. And Jesus is knocking on it. So they have heard the word of Jesus. They're not just, they're, they're just not listening carefully enough. I agree. And you know what I did? I went to Wendy's by my dang self. Hey, mega listeners, this is just a friendly reminder. We have a Patreon. If you love the podcast, it's the best way to show your support, especially right now. As artists and comedians, we are more dependent than ever on Patreon to help float us while live shows and productions are currently shut down. And it's only $5 a month, and we give you an extra behind-the-scenes podcast every Wednesday. So right now, we will even throw in a sweet mega sticker for your troubles. We're about halfway to our goal. Please head to patreon.com slash podcast right now, and God bless. Well, Hallie, I'm looking at the voicemail again this week, and I'm seeing a nice long voicemail from a friend, Lot Asdit. Oh, this is going to be so good. He is so awesome. Well, hello, Hallie and Gray. This is Lot Adsit checking in with you. Very happy to. I hope you're both feeling well and healthy and surrounded by love in this time of crisis, or some would say opportunity. Uh, I'm, a, I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm feeling fine right now. And uh, I will say, my, uh, I'm not in Indiana anymore. My mom started to show some signs early on a little while ago, uh, some sniffles. So I hightailed it down to uh, Arkansas, where I am now, and uh, moved in with her like a, like a boy coming back from college. And um, we did everything, you know, we did all the rigmarole that uh, the CDC said we should do with the the purifying and the disinfecting and, and social distancing. And just, we, we hold up together, mom and I. And uh, it was, I, I will tell you, it was a bit stressful. And we were praying hard for uh, some relief to our, our stress. And then we got an email from the pastor of her church down here. Uh, the church, beautiful, huge Mega church, I mean mega, mega, mega church called the Spires of Elysium. And it is just gorgeous. It is the largest building I've ever been in in my life. It's, uh, it covers acres and acres all under one roof, and it's just gorgeous. As an architect, I just was envious. And this, uh, this email had a great idea. Uh, and so now we have decided to quarantine with everybody else from the church in the church. So we're in the church now, all 31,000 of us, and we are quarantined from the rest of the world, and we're staying safe under the protective roof of God's house, and and that is the most purifying thing there is. Forget Purell. We got Prayel, and and you can't have, listen, you can't have Purell without pure, and you can't have pure without Jesus Christ, and so we are covered. He's right. You can stay safe under the protective roof of God's house. That is so awesome and inspiring. I wish we would do something like that here. I Allie. wish we would too, because I'm. I got to get out of my house. And to be 
quarantining to be sheltering in place with 31,000 people. That is cool. What a dream. You know, I, I really have been uh, prayerfully considering this all week. And, and I think maybe I'll talk to Steve about it just because I think, you know, if we know that we're under God's protection and we can all come to a place and continue with our worship, continue with our life and definitely continue with being in community with one another, I don't see why that's not a good idea. And we have this gorgeous facility, same as he said that they have down there. We have this gorgeous facility and it's getting warm. It's spring. We have the lazy river. We've got all kinds of things. We have the pole barn. We have the walking paths. There's so much to do around here. Imagine how fun it would be if we were all together. You know, Hallie, a lot of people keep talking about, oh, well, I've got people in the ICU right now. And I say, hey, what about the ICU the what I call the ICU is the intensive care unit. Mm. And that could be right here at church. Because you know who really cares about you when you're down and out, right. when you're depressed, when your children hate you, when your husband doesn't want you anymore. You know who cares about you? Your Christian brothers and sisters. Absolutely. What does ICU actually stand for? I have no idea. But I will tell you this. Lot is a good son going down there to take care of his mom and they're doing everything right they're following the rules even though you know what i feel like we can follow these rules and honestly i i like that he listened to when the pastor sent the email and and he kind of hopped to and they said let's go do that because honestly if between you and me and the lamppost gray i would rather listen to christians because they are hearing from the holy spirit who is in you know communication with the divine creator of the universe i would rather listen to christians in terms of advice about anything than I would, you know, all these other, you know, what, liberal governors and liberal media and all, 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 all the lies and stuff. Like, I'm going to listen to the Christians. You know, Hallie, I'm, I'm reminded right now of the story of the Good Samaritan. Talking about people who care. Absolutely. And if there's someone sick under the roof of God's house like that, you know, it's not going to be like the the Good Samaritan, where in that story, you know, the first two people that step over the guy who's sick and beaten up on the road are a couple of, you know, uh, you know, irreligious people who who probably don't know God. It was actually a Levite and a priest, so they were both religious people who just stepped right over his beaten body. Well, what I mean, Hallie, is they're not people that would go to church like a church like this. The right kind of church. Right. That's, I think, the whole point, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's probably not that it was a man from Samaria who was his natural enemy who helped him. The point was probably that if you go to the wrong kind of church, you know what I mean? You might go to a Unitarian church. (laughs) And if you do, honestly, God help you. You might go to a United Methodist church or these kind of more liberal, everything goes, we welcome everybody. Anything with uni at the beginning, including Univision, I'm not, I'm saying, hey, you don't want to be watching that. Let's see what else Lot had to say. And it's, uh, it's a great community here. Uh, I think we could learn a lot up at our place from observing here. They're great people, so loving, so warm and helpful and Everybody just so sweet and, and wonderful. It's really an inspiring place. And I've joined in as best I can. Um, I've even I've got a couple of jobs now as an architect and also as uh, I'm an activities director for the place. And so I'm planning uh, the day's activities, the night's activities. Of course, the days, every day is a sermon in the morning. And then there's Bible study in the afternoon and prayers at night. And I'll tell you, there is nothing more inspiring than watching 31,000 people in the middle of a pandemic clasping hands and praying to God. There is no more inspiring sight. 
Everybody touching and joining together under God's eye. It's just, it's just amazing. And another thing is I've got all these things I've, I've been planning. I, I host uh, casino nights and I've got, um, oh, bingo nights and trivia nights. Uh, I've got a, actually, I'm preparing tonight's trivia. Let's, let me give you one here. Number 72. Um, who among all of the diseased and violence victims are the most cherished and beloved by God? Answer, the children. The children. Uh, so we got that um, every week. And then uh, we've also got a little mini golf thing I set up because I'm also, you know, an architect. And uh, an obstacle course some nights. We got a, oh, and on, uh, there's a kind of a county fair night. And we got booths and games, and there's a dunk tank, a uh, coronavirus dunk tank. And we get somebody up there. We got four people from our congregation who go up there bravely and dress up as bats. And uh, people can just get out their aggression at those bats and just throw balls at them bats. And, uh, and the bats go down in the, drunk, uh, the, the dunkers. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's so, it relieves a lot of pressure and there's a lot of anger and kind of resentment toward the, toward the virus. And so people can do that. And I got to give a shout out to those bats who dress up for us. Uh, it's all one family. Um, their names are Hikato Wong and his wife, June, and their two kids. And they, they just have the best time. It sounds like a cruise ship. Oh. It sounds so fun. Oh, I just wish I could be there. I'm inspired and I feel like we need to really take note. And having Latvian activities director, I think they must be having the most inspired good time. And when he said they're doing a county fair, that all I could is... think about was my favorite movie. Have I ever told you about my favorite movie, The Notebook? Oh, no. I'm not sure if you mentioned it. These two people, they met at a county fair. And then they got Alzheimer's and then they killed each other or they both died like Romeo and Juliet style and then on each other's bodies. And it was the most romantic thing I've ever seen in my life. And it all happened because of the county fair. Do and, they kill each other or do they die? Um. Well, I think he killed her to like because it was the more like uh, merciful thing to do. And then he accidentally, you know, then died or fell on the sword or something. Or maybe he just laid down and died or something like that. Your but favorite it, movie? It's my favorite movie. It's so good. It's so romantic. And it has that guy. What's his name? He rides the fast cars. He gets fat and thin. He's an awesome Hollywood actor. Um, He's a white guy. Yeah, that... Uh, he kind of looks like you, Gray. Oh, really? Yeah. His, um, his name is Ryan Murphy. Or, um, oh, yeah. Ryan Murphy. I think I, uh, I think I really like that guy. The Notebook. It's so good. It's one of the most romantic things. And it happened at a county fair. Anyway, I thought it was so cool, too, that they had a... I love a dunk tank. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Right. And if you put a little bleach in the water, you might actually be saving lives. Yeah, you got to get light under the skin or light into the body or whatever. But the Wong family sounds like a hoot and a holler. What an awesome family. I'm sure they're just providing so much um, inspiration for everyone. You know, something I also crossed my mind, Hallie, is, you know, a lot of people are really into holistic healing right now. Mm. And when I hear about this community effort to keep each other well, mm -hmm. I'm going, hey, that's holistic healing. Because holistic is the Holy Spirit. 
that's holy that's that's holistic healing well you can break it down and that's how i don't know but my son day he took latin and so he knows how to break down words and their origins and their roots and all that but if you take the word holistic do you know where it comes from it goes h o l right holy amazing mm-hmm. all right let's check back in with lot as an architect i'm also helping to re- kind of re rejigger everything and redesign rooms, repurpose rooms. And so um, we've got the, the standard stuff in the megachurch. You know, we've got sections and, and cloisters and, and theme areas. You know, we've got the old-time barbershop and we got a we got a hallway that is just like an old-time cobblestone street and um, and a bunch of breakout rooms that are various. Then we got, uh, we got pearl diving in one room. We got salsonites in another one. It's it's a it's a great oh and then there's also the um, what we call the congregation conjugal room because you know you, we're in here a long time and there's a lot of married couples here and we're pretty much staying all in one area so there's not a lot of privacy and so we have set up this room uh, where married couples can go and and be couples which is nice uh, and it's kind of in a transitional phase right now it's just a bunch of uh, uh, wrestling mats on the floor and a couple of cots all one big room but i mean it doesn't seem to bother anybody there's always a lot of people in there it's always buzzing and uh you know what they say uh whenever there are two or more gathered in his name there is love and um and then also the other thing i'm really excited about is i have uh set up you know there's a whole bunch of uh, people who go to church because they want to get away from the outside world and they want to get away from the pressures and the weirdness that is just everyday life and so they have a place, a haven they can go to and be with like-minded people and enjoy their congress and and uh, just feel in place and safe from the outside world. And you be in this place for a long time and you start to feel like you're in a society again. It's 31,000 people all in one place, so you kind of feel that pressure again. And so what I've done is I've created, within the roof of the megachurch, I've constructed a mini-church where people can go and get away from all the pressures of the megachurch society and feel closer to God. <clears throat> and it's a much smaller place, you know, and, and uh, it's a... It's still got, I mean, what you need in a, in a church. It's still got cobblestone hallway. It's still got some uh, breakout rooms where kids are learning how to play some rock music. Um, but but the, the capacity there is merely 15,000 people. So that's, it's a nice little, it's a place to get away. And people stay there for a long time. And sometimes if they stay too long, they need a place to go. And so within the mini church, I've constructed a chapel which is really just tiny and really a place where you can go and really feel intimate with God and really get away from all the distractions and just be kind of one-on-one with God. And that holds 2,000 people. Whoa, whoa. Oh, Hallie, I love that. (laughs) I'm so jealous. I'm really loving the idea of this church within a church within a church. It's kind of like a Russian doll of churches. Oh, that's so cool. That is. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, to be able to get your gathering down to 2,000 and to be that intimate Can you imagine? I've never been to a church that small. That would be so cool. It would be. I think it would be a little bit 
I, I think I would be able to do it like maybe one Sunday a sure. month. Yeah. Because you kind of then you're going, OK, this is kind of how country people do it, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a yeah. real small town or something. I kind of would I think I would feel like I was out on the prairie or something a thousand years ago. I was going to say the same thing. It was like that movie There Will Be Blood where um, they went to this little church on this little mining town and Jeremy Pivens was, you know, doing his method acting thing or whatever it is where he was like slapping people around but even though he was a violent man um hey who's this hallie i'll drink your milkshake i'll drink your milkshake oh who's that that was Jeremy Pivens in that movie, remember? In uh, There Will Be Blood? Yeah, I'll drink your milkshake. No, I think that's when he was in Gangs of New York. Oh, okay, yeah, I might be confusing them. In Gangs of New York, he was stabbing everybody. I don't go for the violent ones a lot, but I think that Jeremy Pivens, who then he did the one where he, they were sewing, and he said that was his last one. Oh, right. What was yeah, that, that one? Yeah, that one seemed a bit boring. The, Charlotte's Web. It was actually kind of dry. Actually, right. I take that back, but in Will There Be Blood, they went to this little tiny chapel, and that's what this is making me think of, which would be so quaint. That's right. And, you know, Hallie, I really do believe that one of the biggest dangers that we face right now is isolation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm back at my place. I'm alone. And I'm, you know, I probably am going to be able to do this for about 48 hours. And then I'm going to have to go out. I'm going to probably have to check in with someone, maybe go to Starbucks or something, just have a Bible study and check in. I think that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, this with everybody under one roof, you don't have the danger of isolation. And you don't have the danger of isolation even when it comes to this um, sort of conjugal area that they've made. Congregational conjugal room is so interesting because we've talked about this before and you know it makes me blush and I don't like to go there but who created intimacy in in the marital bed oh I'm sorry I think I have a totally different idea of what conjugal means I was gonna say it was God well, what do you think conjugal means I was really oh that's conga I was thinking because he said salsa class and then I was thinking oh. conja conjugal must have been some kind of like conga line or something oh that they're in there doing like a everybody's making a big centipede going around the room right just like a big human centipede you know it's going around the room like a conjugal line oh that now you know what we should give him that idea for that room and say because i've been on cruise ships before speaking of how much this sounds like a the best cruise ship ever. I've been on cruise ships before, and the um, cruise director gets everybody going, and yeah, the DJ that's says, what I was thinking. Conga now, lower now, and everybody grabs onto the hips of the person in front of them, and it's just for fun, and it's a good time under the, the sun. Uh, maybe a lot. If you're listening, you could add that in. Maybe he does. Let's hear the rest. I'm, I'm real excited about all the, all the innovations we're doing. This is it's a blessing. I think the, the virus has been a bit of a blessing. And, uh, and it brought me closer to my mom, for sure. Um, and and the, the tragedy is, uh, we, did, we did, in spite of all my praying and the help of others praying with me, uh, we, we lost mom uh, this week. And, uh, and that's been a, a big burden on me, but I've got other people with me here and they're all very supportive and I'm very happy to be here with them and and I thank God for them I thank God for God Uh, but I had a bit of a crisis and I wasn't sure what 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 the purpose of all this was if I couldn't keep my mom safe and uh, 
I kind of got lost in myself there and had some doubts. So I went to the library here, and <laughs> we, the joke about the library is it's only got one book, but it's a good one. But that's not true. They have a lot of books and a lot of DVDs and, and uh, CDs, and all, all the other books apart from the Bible are written by uh, the pastor, Marty Bobbs, and he's got a lot of wisdom to impart. And you can go to the library, you can sit with a book for 20 minutes, and then you have an option to buy. Um, and there's a, lot, there's a lot in there. It's actually, it's just, we call it a library. It's the store, but since we're all living there now, we call it the library. Um, but there's a lot of stuff there that really can help you out. And what I learned from Marty Bob's is that life is what God intended it to be. The universe is God's book, and he has authored it, and it is done. He has written the beginning, the middle, and the end. And we're just leafing through it page by page and reading what's happening because he's got a perfect story, and it is written, and he is done with that. And so the prayer is an attempt to get God to change the, the book he's already finished. And, and what I realized was that uh, through, through the studying, through all of my studying, I've learned that maybe I just uh, am not good enough at praying and I'm not, I'm not good enough for God to say yes. And that's something I got to work on. Um, so that made me feel a little bit better and, uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm coming out of that now, and I'm feeling better, I'm feeling good, and I'm surrounded by a lot of love. And, you know, we, we took Mom and propped her up with the rest of them. And, uh, and we're all getting along great. And, and I'm, feeling, I'm feeling the love of this place. And I, <laughs> I really feel safe and happy. And, and I think... This is a real boon. Uh, having a place like this to come <coughs> is helpful for the soul. And I think the Bible said it best. And I'm going to quote now. And love won't hurt anymore. It's an open smile on a friendly shore. It's love. Welcome aboard. It's love. God bless you both. I'm going to send it back to you. God bless. Oh, uh, oh. Oh, no. His, so his mom is, his mom went to heaven then, huh? Is that what, is that what he was saying? Yeah, they, um, it sounded like they've lost. Because he sort of buried the lead there. Mm, I'm so sorry to hear. Well, you know what? But, you know, he's right, though. His, Oh, God. But, oh, but, I mean, his... Oh. I mean, why wouldn't you lead with that when you're saying... Because it just sounded like there was, there was just so much fun going but on, I, and then we were sort of on board with all but that. But listen to where he went with it, though, is that now he, he had a slump, as don't we all, and then he came back, and he realized 
what's true. I think that's one of the best metaphors I've ever heard for the power of prayer is that the book is already written. So prayer is getting God to change the book he's already written. And like you talked about last week, are we changing the mind of God or are we changing us? Are we changing our own hearts? I'm just so sorry that now he's sort of stuck there. My mom's not even there, so he's and he it's went there to keep her safe, and right. then she really took a so turn. Sorry, but um, and I hope it's not too contagious. But uh, you know, I will say this, Hallie. If we're looking for silver linings, I'm a huge Marty Bob's fan. Uh, yeah. I've read yeah. many of his books over the years. I'm sure you're familiar with um, the Motorcycle Apostle, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Christians in the Crosshairs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gay for God. That's right. And those, you know, he's just he's just such an inspiring person. I'm sure he's got words of solace. Absolutely. He's one of those guys that they have been, t- they've been around the block. We can look to them as our elders, like Tony Campolo, right. like Louis Gigolo. Right. Um, we can look to these guys and they will guide us home. And it feels like Lot as did on this one. Um, really, he, he he took a dip. He got discouraged, as we all do. Right. But he bounced back, and he realized, you know what it is? Love. Love. Uh, what does Jesus say? Um, what is the highest value? Against against all things, there is no law. It's, right. It's all about love, loving God and loving people. And now Lot Asdit is in a place where he can express his love to God through the way that he loves those 31,000 people, or, or maybe now it's like, you know, 30,000 or, you know, 29,000 or 26,000 people or something like that. Right. But, um, you know, I'd rather be with, hey, if I'm going to go down, if this boat's going down, I'd rather go down on a boat full of Christians. That's right. I'd rather go down on a boat full of love. Well, just like Adam's hand is reaching towards God's hand in that picture in the Sistine Chapel, I'm reaching into the mailbag, everybody. Here we go. Dear Hallie and Gray, I've just been wondering this whole time, what the hell? Signed, Existential Christus, Jeff Turpine. Oh. What? Should, I, should we bleep that out? Well, no, Hallie. I think maybe what, I, you know, I, I think maybe that's an autocorrect. And it's what he's asking is, I've been wondering all week, what is hell? What is hell? What is hell? Well. Yeah, that's a great question. There's so many different interpretations of what hell is. Is and there's only one be. correct one. And there's really only one way to view hell. And that's the biblical way. It tells us exactly, Hallie. And, you know, hell is referenced in the Bible 30, 31 times. That's right. You know, I always go back to that really awesome sermon that Steve did one time where he basically mm-hmm. put every single mm-hmm. verse that hell was mentioned mm-hmm. in the Bible mm-hmm. Up on the iMag. Mm-hmm. And then he did that cool thing. Um, we did this thing once. It was called a Taze service. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just, he did um, Taze in hell. Mm-hmm. And basically what Taze is, it's like a candlelight thing that they do, you know, the French do over in, in Europe or something. Awesome. It's just supposed to give you kind of a mood. Sure. But Steve did a Taze hell and he, he put all the verses up and then he started doing that kind of, you know, chant style where he'd go, you know, 
We now go down to the realm of the dead. They will be punished with everlasting destruction. All nations that forget God, they will be punished with everlasting destruction. It was so cool because I think you know what he was doing subtly there was he was directly quoting scripture, right? Directly quoting scripture, but by making it sound creepy and like it's kind of coming from a haunted house type of thing, totally. it really kind of hit home that this is real. Matthew twenty five says it is a place of eternal punishment, but the righteous will have eternal life. Psalms nine seventeen says the wicked go down to the realm of the dead all the nations that forget god right and that's a lot of nations i mean look at sweden they are irreligious and they are going to go to the realm of the dead have you ever seen tomb raider no is it good oh it's so good actually right after steve did this sermon i went back and watched it because it really just the whole vibe kind of reminded me of tomb raider that's so cool matthew thirteen fifty says throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing Throw them into the blazing furnace. Right. Oh, maybe. There's so much furnace imagery in the Bible. There's a lot of furnaces really cooking away. Yeah. I always think of that when I look into a pizza oven. I'm like, oh, that's what it's going to be like if you don't call on the name of Jesus. Right. But it's always hard because such good stuff comes out of there. That's true. Many thanks to our fabulous friend Scott Adsit for putting wind in our sails this week by sending us such an absurdly hilarious narrative. We love you so much, Scott. Check out his individual episode in the mega feed and enjoy him on 30 Rock and Veep and so much more. He's incredible. Stay safe out there, friends, and we'll see you next week. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. You can follow me at Holly Laurent and follow Greg at Hey Greg Hess. And of course, Mega is on your favorite form of social media, and that is at Mega the Podcast. Email your mailbag questions to Mega the Podcast at Gmail. And for a special spot in heaven, rate and review us on iTunes and support us on Patreon. <laughs>